Welcome to today's episode where we are talking about breaking the negative self-talk. So stay tuned. Welcome to Embody Your Best Life. This is the place where we're going to clarify everything that you no longer need to truly release everything that is weighing you down to be able to shine bright and create your amazing goals. My name is Dina Marabi. I am a business and body balance coach, and you are going to be receiving in all these episodes proven scientific and successful ways to help you get unstuck and actually make things happen. And I'm so excited to have you here. And let's get started with today's episode. Now, let's be real here. This is very human of us, very common, but it doesn't mean that we need to stay with this. I am talking about that negative self-talk of maybe we call it the gremlin voice, we may say limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging thoughts, but you know that voice that keeps saying things in your mind that actually deviate you from staying on track with your goals. Let it be your health, let it be your business, let it be your relationships. This is what I'm going to be talking about today. So we are all human. We all have this. But the beauty of it is that since we are human, we are able to rewrite this negative self-talk. So let's talk about the brain for a second. Did you know that you have around 70,000 thoughts per day? That's a lot of thoughts. And they are not all very different. There are many of the same thoughts that keep coming up over and over and over. And this is the thing. The more you have a thought or phrase or belief that keeps coming up over and over and over, it kind of creates a super highway that it kind of takes over compared to maybe other thoughts that you have that you don't think that often about. Now, A lot of these thoughts, they came in for a reason. We're not here to kind of saying, oh my God, why am I doing this to myself? This is not at all what we're here about. We're here to understand that from the moment that you are born, you're born with a clean slate. And as we're growing up, we're kind of like sponges, right? We take in all this information. And from the age of zero to seven, we take everything as real. Whatever our parents tell us, whatever society tells us, whatever our friends told us. We kind of take it in as if whatever is said to me is real and it kind of gets into our brain. Good stuff and bad stuff. And this is all about survival. You cannot come into this world, learn everything on your own. We need to kind of speed up that process. And that's where the brain ends up taking and absorbing all that information. Now, there are many positive things that are shared to us as we're growing up. But very often, the negative things that are shared to us is not really intentional, and that's what I want you to know. No one is intentionally saying something to hurt someone. Yes, there are some people that might say certain things, but very often people repeat whatever they were told. That's why we talk about generational change, generational thoughts, generational beliefs. You might be fearing, for example, a fear of heights. Maybe you're One of your parents had a fear of heights. Maybe one of their parents had a fear of heights. So there's a lot of beliefs and thoughts and habits, kind of like traditions, if I can say that, that are passed on from person to person through the generations. 
And when we kind of want to create this kind of new life that is different than what our parents expected from us, different life compared to what society imposes on us, it is actually tackling all these beliefs, all this negative self-talk, back talk, broken record talk that has been kind of like anchored and like drilled into our brain from the moment we are born. So I'll give you some examples, and then we're going to get into some amazing things to help you rewire this. Because the beauty about being a human being is that we have the conscious part to make a change. The brain, your thoughts can change. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. First time I heard that, (laughs) it took me a while to reread it. But you are the thinker of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. So whatever thoughts you have that are no longer serving you, that you feel you keep having them and they're repeating in your brain and they just kind of like make you feel down and depressed and want you to go for that, you know, that Ben and Jerry's ice cream, tune in. I got you there. Again, side note, procrastination is a negative self-talk. Nobody's born lazy. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Procrastination is something that we are imposed on or taught. So let me give you a bit of a story. The reason why this is so important to me is because, number one, I was born, you know, in a Muslim country. I am Muslim, and I was born in a Muslim country where there are certain beliefs about how boys and girls should be. So I was this, like, loud, outspoken, opinionated, like, if they can do it, I can do it. If my brother can do it, I can do it, that kind of person. I did not understand why, because of your gender. You should be treated differently. I never understood that. And even until now, I still don't understand why we should be treated differently because of our gender. I still believe that 100%, 150,000%. So I grew up in a Muslim country where there was a lot of separation between what women should be doing and what men should be doing. And even when I was, you know, you know, growing up and then we moved, you know, to Paris and then we moved to Switzerland and Canada. Yes, I did travel the world before the age of 10. That belief of difference between genders was something that my grandparents had, that my parents had, and they kind of brought it into us, the kids. Where there's a lot of negative self-talk. Without it being intentional, they were just repeating what other people were was telling them. For example, I was very tough. I wasn't girly enough. I was too stubborn. I'm not going to be liked enough. I'm too opinionated. I'm going to be a troublemaker. But those were not things that were said to boys. These were things that were said to girls. I was always compared to my sister, but not my brother. Why can't you be soft like your sister? Why can't you be delicate like your sister? Why can't you be gentle like your sister? So you see, whenever we're being compared as young kids, we are very often compared maybe to the siblings of the same gender, not to the opposite gender. Because my brother could be loud and ruckus and all that craziness. It's okay, he's a boy, but I'm a girl. So you might be saying, well, Dina, this is, you know, so small, But you don't realize how these things, it's like a little seed that is brought into your brain that you have a personality, you have things you want to create in this amazing life, you have this like amazing color you want to bring in, but then you're getting all these limitations that are blocking you. 
and the limitation end up turning into negative self-talk. And it could be things you can be like, well, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to give you some big examples because <laughs> I like sharing the truth and I'll give you some tips as well because I wanted it to be relatable because we all suffer from this. Nobody can tell me they never have any negative self-talk. Mm -mm. Doesn't make sense. So with me being labeled, you know, stubborn, hard-headed, opinionated, I just saw it as a girl who wanted to learn everything and wanted to like rule the world at the age of five. So that actually was a big thing that when I started working as a dietitian, as a therapist in a certain way. So I am very loud and very opinionated because it all comes out of love. I want people to live their best life because life is so short. And yes, I don't believe my mom and my dad knew everything. I don't believe that, you know, they have the golden rule. I'm going to make my own rules. And that's how I grew up butting heads with them very often without being a rebel because, you know, girls cannot be rebels. But that transpired in how I was as a dietitian, as a therapist, having this belief that was brought into my brain saying, well, you need to be gentler to be liked, you need to be softer to be liked, you can't share too much your opinion. That actually made me who I was as a therapist when I graduated. I was very quiet. I didn't take space. I listened to my clients. I'm an amazing therapist and I'm an amazing dietitian. But I was also behind a calming manure because I was scared that if I was really, you know, there for my clients, like telling them exactly what's happening, they might not like me. I might not do good my job. Now, the thing is, a therapist that cares, a therapist that listens, and a therapist that shares her opinion is a good therapist. So I was quiet, but I shared my opinion in a very quiet way. I didn't impose anything because, you know, girls cannot impose. But sometimes I did end up having clients where I had to be a little bit of a tough love mom. And one of my clients said that. She's like, Dina, you're like this like tough loving mother and I love it. And I was like, wow, really? I remember saying something very raw but with so much love because I really wanted her to see what I saw in her I really wanted her to live her life I really wanted her to release whatever her parents were expecting from her because I was working in university with students and she's like thank you for that and then she left and my god our sessions after were like transformational and I was like wow I can be me, I can be loving, I can be caring, but I can't do it in my color, in my power zone. Now, I'm not saying everyone's going to love that way, but there's no right way, there's no wrong way. It's me finding that right match and the client finding that right match with me. Another example, so this is more in terms of how we are as people, girls, guys, we all have these labels on us. Let's think about one that is very, very common. If you grew up with any weight issues or labeled overweight like I was, there was always a distinction, wasn't there? I was born 12 pounds. I know, that is, that is a big turkey. Poor mom. You know, thank you for feeding me well during nine months. So born 12 pounds, I was already labeled chubby. And I'm sure my mom had prediabetes, just not diagnosed, because 12 pounds is too much for a baby. 
because health-wise, this is not healthy for a baby. But as I was growing up, I was always labeled chubby. And when I look at my pictures, there was nothing chubby about me, but they were comparing me to my stick-thin sister. So if I'm always compared to the stick-thin sister, I was always labeled chubby. And having that label of chubbiness does create a way of how people treat you around food. She can have that and I can't. She can wear that dress, but I can't. You know, she can, you know, just relax and not train, but I can't. And I grew up like that for a long, long time. She can wear the skirt and I can't because it's not flattering. You know, she can wear that tube top and I can't because of my big shoulders. All these comments happen. So especially when it comes to food, this is where there's a lot of negative self-talk. Oh, she can have it, but I can't. You know the anger that can come from that? So what happens when we're angry? We're just going to end up eating more. It's like, who are you to tell me what I can or cannot eat, what I can or cannot do? So sometimes people end up being rebels with their bodies, with their food choices, with their activities, to rebel against what somebody else imposed on them. But this is what I want you to know. When you are rebelling against something, you're rebelling against the thought, in the end, the only person you're hurting is yourself. Because when I remember my parents telling me, well, you should not eat that, you're going to gain weight, and I would go and I would shove that sandwich down my throat, and I was not even hungry. But I was just like, don't tell me what to eat. I'm just going to eat it. I was just hurting myself. But then there's always this thinking that when there was cookies and cakes, I still had that voice of my family telling me, you cannot eat that. Yes, I can. Why can't I? Who are you to tell me what I can and cannot eat? And then I would eat it. And I was not even hungry. And I was all by myself. You see where I'm going with this negative self-talk? This broken record. Where all these people put in their dialogue on it and it just plays on repeat and it makes us change the way that we are with ourselves. Remember, nobody does anything intentional. But right now, if you're aware of this and you're listening to this, we need to create a change. We need to break free from that. We need to, I wish we could just clean that slate open, like clean, sorry. But it's time to change it. It's time to change because if you are doing habits like overeating, stress eating, binge eating, over drinking, you know, not exercising, like not going after your business dreams because you have all these negative self-talks happening in your brain, then you're actually doing a disservice for you for your life because you have this one life. We have this one opportunity in a certain way to live an amazing life. Maybe not every day, but most of the time. Some days will be hard, but it's going to be so worth it. And this is where we look in terms of emotional eating, stress eating, binge eating. A lot of the reasons why we are overeating, binge eating, and stress eating, yes, there is that physical concept. Maybe you're under eating and your body's hungry. But it is the negative self-talk. It is the negative self-view, how you see yourself. Not feeling you're worth it, not feeling like you're loved. And it's all negative thinking in your brain. So your body, your brain is like negative, negative, negative. And what's soothing? Eat. What's soothing? Break the mold. What's soothing? Rebel. Yeah. 
And when I realized that, as I was struggling with my own eating habits, long time ago, but it still feels like yesterday when I shoved that sandwich down in my throat because my dad told me, stop eating, you're too fat. <sighs> and I shoved it just to, just to prove him wrong. But that carried on with me for a long time, that I kept overeating because I still had his voice in my head. You shouldn't be eating this, you're too fat. So I thought it was my voice saying that, but no, it was my dad. Don't eat ice cream, you're too fat. Don't eat that bread, you're too fat. You should go exercise, you're too fat. Heartbreaking when you think about it. It feels like a whole other life when I'm talking about it. But we take in those voices, those comments of other people, and we kind of internalize it. And we think it's us telling ourselves that, which we end up doing it because it's a broken record. But you have to, number one, this is going to be your first homework, where did that voice come from? Where did that comment come from? Where did that negative self-talk belief come from? Name it. Put a name on it. Realize that you absorbed it from somebody. You learned it from somebody. This, these are not yours. You personalize them, but they are not yours to start with. So if there's any negative self-talk that you have or beliefs, you know, why can't she and I can't, you know, why can't she eat that cookie and I can't, um, what I have to wait until the weekend to eat? I'm too fat to eat a cake. Oh, I'm just going to eat. I'm going to start on Monday. So you know all these like things coming in. Write them all down. And I really want you to take the time and saying like, where did these come from? And very often, most of them come before the age of seven. You can get some later on. But a lot of the comments, a lot of the beliefs that we have come from the age of zero to seven. When we're really like a clean sponge and we're just taking everything in. No filter. Everything is in. So that's your first homework. I want you to kind of realize that these are not, you didn't put those thoughts in. Somebody else put them in. Put a name on it. Label it. Now, when you're able to look at that, number two is realizing that you are the thinker of your thoughts and you can change your thoughts. So we talk about this, and I talk a lot of this in terms of my coaching practice and with a lot of my courses, my programs. We want to start rewiring those thoughts. So you're looking at that negative phrase, and I want you to kind of think of something that is different, that is more optimistic, that doesn't make you want to go eat that whole box of cookies. And it's got to be like we can talk in the affirmation, in your belief, in your phrase, in your words that feel good. Sometimes there's like a five stage of going from where you are right now to exactly the thought you want to have, and we need to go gradual. To create that inner change slowly to what you're comfortable in. And the third thing is really finding a routine to repeat those phrases many times a day to change that record. You want to re-record on that broken record. You can't just do it once. You need to do it over and over and over again so that that new one just creates this nice top coat on that negative phrase so that that negative phrase does not pop in anymore. You're going to be like, oh, God, I used to think that. Why? This is when you know you created a change. This is when you know you erased that thought. Like me, like, why? Why did I keep eating, all, like, bread? Like, I could eat bread whenever I want. Like, why was I always overeating it? Why couldn't I keep it at home? It's because I had all these negative self-talk. Oh, my God, you're too fat. 
what are you doing? You can't control yourself. Like, why are you buying this bread? You're so stupid. Like, you know, like there's all these things. Like, we're so hard on ourselves. I'm sure we're not able to talk to other people the way to talk, we talk to ourselves, right? It's in our brain. It goes round and round and goes. But to create a lasting change and to create and embody an amazing life is starting to create a love for ourselves by realizing that you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You need to realize that those thoughts were put in there from somebody at one point and you made them personal. You need to then decide what kind of thought you would rather have that feels good and relaxing and uplifting. And then you need to create that change of repeating those positive phrases as often as possible. Now, this is a very simplistic way of seeing it, but this is the start. There isn't an overnight solution in a sense of overnight you're wanting those thoughts anymore. But if you do what I'm sharing with you in this episode, this is your solution. We cannot erase our past. There's no point of confronting those people because I'm sure they don't even realize what they said. And realize that the past does not exist anymore in the physical sense and exists more in your mental state, in your physical state, by shifting the way that you see situations, by changing the way that you see certain phrases in your mind and rewiring them in a positive way, creates an ease and flow regarding creating a change and keeping that change. So if I still thought bread was bad and Nutella is bad and chips are horrible, I would still be binge eating. But bread is carbs. That's it. Chips is potatoes with a bit of salt and a bit of oil. Nutella, well, Nutella is amazing. I love Nutella. But I have a jar and it's there. I think I haven't eaten it in a few weeks. I'm able to see food as food. There's no anger. There's no resentment. There's no need to decompress by eating. Like none of that. All of that is gone because I changed the talk in my mind. I changed my beliefs around those foods and I decided that if I want to change my life and embody my best life, I need to make sure that whatever I'm thinking is for my best advantage, whatever I am eating is for my best advantage, and whichever way I am moving is for my best advantage. Because in the end, I could go eat the whole jar of Nutella if I feel like it, I don't want to move for a week. I can do whatever I want. I can literally do whatever I want and you can do whatever you want. But then taking a step back and you're like, well, is that going to make me feel good? Am I taking care of me by doing this? Am I going to put my head on my pillow and saying, wow, today was a good day. I stayed all day watching Netflix. I've had those days. No judgment there. I want to live an amazing life. I want to be able to do what I want, when I want. And this meaning, if I want to go on a hike, I want to have the energy to go for a hike. If I go to an open buffet, I want to be able to eat a plate and be full and move on and it not ruin my day. I want to be able to have whatever food I want at home because if one day I'm hungry and I'm craving Nutella, I want to be able to go in my cupboard and have a teaspoon of Nutella. I want to live free and I want to feel safe with the food and I want to feel supported by myself, through myself, through my thinking. This is what embodying your best life is. Is realizing what's serving you and what isn't serving you and shifting things around. And the most important shift that we need to do that is totally within your control. You cannot change your environment. You cannot change your family. 
You cannot change what foods are in the fridge if you're in a family, but you can change the way you see things. You can change the way you react to certain things. This is all within your control. Nobody else has that. And this is the freedom, is knowing that you can create that change from the inside out. Today was a, today was a powerful talk. Loved this episode. Love, 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 love this episode. So if you have any questions about this, any concerns, again, go in the description. You can ask your question there. Don't hesitate to message me over on social media. And if you feel like, oof, you've heard this before, maybe you haven't heard this before, and you're like, you have no idea how to bring all this in because this is maybe overwhelming to you and it is normal. Like this is my expertise. Message me. There are so many different ways for us to work together through my courses, my programs, my coaching. There is something for everybody if you are ready to do the work. And remember that you are the boss of your life, and I'm here to guide you in terms of that. So on that note, can't wait to hear from you. I wish you a beautiful and a balanced day, and I'll catch you in the next episode. If you are loving this content and you want more, do not hesitate to follow me over on social media at Dina Merby and as well over on my website, dinamerby.com. And as well, I have an amazing gift for you. I would truly be grateful for you to share an amazing review right here about this podcast to inspire others to tune in and to change their life. And by sharing your amazing review, do not forget to screenshot it before you send it. Email it to us, info at dinamerby.com. And I have amazing guided meditations to send to you that will truly transform your life. So I cannot wait to connect with you and I will see you in the next episode.